0: Hey, sis, are you video calling me from the new home sense?
1: Reporting from Rockville, there are some serious deals here.
0: Where are we supposed to go together? Oh, so competitive.
1: Speaking of competitive, look at the price on this sleeper sofa.
0: That alabaster lamp for less, I want. I bet you do. Wait, go back. Show me that hand-woven rug from Turkey.
1: A total upgrade. Ooh, are you seeing this standing mirror? I see a sister who's going to buy that for me. Hello? Now open in Rockville. Home Sense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. We take you now to Duffy's Tavern.
2: Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you leave me? I see, the manager's speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Uh, Tonight, Boris call Yep. Yep. America's number one pinup ghoul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker for his kind of pictures. You know, they, they can't be too horrible for me. The regular mortis, the better I like it. <laughs> huh? You don't like them? Well, did you ever see Frankenstein? Dracula? Oh. You go to the movies, you like to forget your wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, look up here. I'm busy right now with this war bond thing. Yeah, every joint in the neighborhood is selling bonds tonight. Uh, Grogan's Bar and Grill, Cavendish, The Undertaker, Taluci's Fruit Store, Lefty's Metropolitan Museum, a pool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the stores all got signs for their customers saying, uh, buy bonds, invest in your future. Uh, That is all except Cavendish, The Undertaker. (laughs) Well, uh, I'll call you back, Duffy. I'm getting a show ready for the rally. Okay, go on.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffy's Tavern. Come in and meet Finnegan, Eddie the waiter, Miss Duffy, our singer Bob Graham, Reed Beat and his orchestra, our special
2: guest tonight, Boris Karloff, and Archie himself, Ed Garner. Oh, good evening, Mr. Finnegan. Uh, what do you have tonight?
1: Uh, boy, I'm hungry enough to eat a horse. Mm. On second thought, maybe I'll just have a hamburger.
2: <laughs> One hamburger? Right. Uh, what do you want on it? Oh, so, uh, just some pickle, lettuce, uh, mustard, uh, relish, and a dash of mayonnaise. Mm. How about some ketchup? What, and ruin the flavor of the meat? <laughs> Hey, sir, where's Archie? Well, he's in the back room working on the new old opus. Uh, him and his James. <laughs> <laughs> this is a play, sir, for the barn rally tonight. Oh, another play. Uh, say, Eddie, is Archie any good as a playwright? Well, there could be worse players than his, but he would have to write them. Boy, uh, Eddie, is this play going to sell? Oh, no, oh. and again, sir, hi, Archie. Hey, what's this new play of yours? That's a horror play. It might be better than you think. You know what, old man? you know what is the trouble with your play? Uh, what, my (laughs) Leonard Colick? Your play is way too smart for the average mentality. Uh, Personally, I understand them. But uh, what about all the guys who ain't as smart as me? Oh, him. <laughs> Look, Finnegan, please stick to your own racket. Don't tell me how to write plays, and I won't tell you how to be stupid. Yes. But, Mr. Austin, how can a horror story sell bonds? Eddie, this one has a hidden message. Oh, that's where you're wrong. You should never hide the message. What should I do? Hide the plays. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's a good one, Eddie. <laughs> You see? See, Eddie? you have become the idiot's delight.
0: Well, well, well. Good
2: evening, boys. Hey, fellas, it's Clancy to oh, oh, come. Well, Clancy, I ain't seen hiding a jekyll of you for weeks. I have to see you. Will you have a little something? Well, it's a cold night. Start to draw. I am feeling a little chilled. It's a cold night. <coughs> Clancy, so, uh, yes or no? <laughs> well, if you insist, Uh-oh. I just have a little nip, but please no, just a small tumblerful. <laughs> okay, Clancy, uh, stay when. By the way, did you hear a stuff drop dead? Quince! Okay, here's the drink. <laughs> right away, Clancy, where you been keeping yourself? Well, it's a long story, Archie, my boy. Naturally. <laughs> well, you see, they've been teaching us policeman, George Jissel. A marvelous science, Archie. With the flick of the wrist, you can break a man's arm. Well, anyways, to make a long story short, one night I caught a burglar robbing a jewelry store. So I sneak up behind him, grab him, and then with the flick of me wrist, I broke me arm. <laughs> oh. So you was laid up, huh? Yeah. Ah, but it was kind of nice, though. I got a chance to be home with some kids for a while. Oh, yes? How many kids have you got, Clancy? Uh, five or six, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I hardly know them. You see, they're sleeping when I'm working. And you're sleeping when you're working? Certainly. Ah, <laughs> uh, my children, they're, they're, they're practically strangers. Oh, that's tough. That uh, sure is. Kind of hurts a man when he walks into his house to have his own son holler, cheese at the cop. <laughs> you got to take the bitter with the sweet, you know. Well, what brings you down here tonight, Clancy? You, oh, oh, tonight. Why, I'm down here on official business. Now, wait a minute, Clancy. If it's about serving them little kids, I can prove they with midgets.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, Archie, no, no. It was about the bond drive. The commissioner has decided that the man who sells the most bonds in this neighborhood will be crowned king of this year's policeman's ball. The kind that sells the most bonds, huh? Yes, actually, Orr. Oh, it's a great honor. The winner gets to meet the mayor and the governor. And we'll have a queen, the entire chorus of the Gaiety Burlesque. Oh, we can. All of them beautiful dames. You really have them down there? I guarantee it. How are you so sure? We're red in the joint the night before. <laughs> Uh, let's well, let's clean out Clancy shake hands with me majesty. If I can get Boris Tala to act in his play of mine tonight, I'll sell him buns like wild cake. Ah, good luck to you, Archie. Well, now you've got to go and talk to the rest of the stores in the neighborhood. Hello, Archie. Oh.
0: Hello, Miss Duffy. Oh, good evening, Officer Clancy. Well, good
2: evening, Miss Duffy. Why, you're getting to look more like your mother every day.
0: Thanks. That's a very pretty compliment.
2: Oh, yes? Yes. <laughs> Well, I haven't seen your mother in a long time. I'll be back later. Okay, Clancy.
0: Say, Archie, I got an idea how to help you sell bonds.
2: What, Miss Duffy?
0: I'll open up a booth and kiss every man who buys a bond.
2: Miss Duffy, you think it's right to penalize a guy for patriotism? <laughs> Forget it. We'll do it with me, play.
0: Archie, you don't have to be insulting. If I'm willing to give my only two lips for my country. To give them in a thrilling kiss.
2: Who'll be thrilled by it?
0: I will. I love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it's going to be pretty tough on the guy.
0: So what? This is war. (laughs)
2: My tailor. Gotta buy a suit for the policeman for all. Oh, stone candy store. Uh, would you please walk up one flight and call Sam the clothing man? <laughs> yes, thank you. You see, if them, uh, Burlesque James is, uh, gonna be there, I gotta be dressed to the queen's face. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sam? This is Archie. Archie! From Duffy's Tavern. 38 long, 22 chest, double padding in the shoulders. Fine, how are you? <laughs> hey, uh, Sam, I'm thinking of getting a suit. Uh, you got a nice double-breasted gray flannel in my size? Yeah, huh? how much? Fifteen bucks. Sam, for that price, I could buy a new one. <laughs> Look, Sam, well, why is it so dear? You have to have two bullet holes rewoven, huh? <laughs> well, uh, I'll be down later to look at it. <clears throat> okay, Sam. Holy the 15 bucks. That's inflation with one pair of pants. <laughs> you know. So, Hayat, so what is this inflation? Well, Benny and that's one of the main things, you see, that can happen if guys don't buy bonds and keep them. Oh. Uh, Hayat, what is this inflation? <laughs> Well, uh, <clears throat> inflation is, uh, shall we, uh, well, do you know what deflation is? No. Well, inflation is just the opposite. Uh, you see, when the output of currency in a country becomes larger than the ingots of gold in Fort Knox, uh, uh this causes circulation, see? Well, that's obvious. Sure. But, now, on the other hand, you see, money is very sensitive to fluctuations because it's so legally tender. <laughs> Therefore, uh, should any uh, demortization uh, cause the gold standard to fall below the 14-carat mark, then uh, consequently the dollar goes up, see, or rather down, uh, causing prices to soar down.
0: Is
2: it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how could war bonds stop this inflation? Well, it's simple, Finnegan. You see, war bonds is printed on the same kind of paper that money is. Therefore, when you buy war bonds, you're taking this paper out of circulation. <laughs> and uh, therefore, the government can't get paper to print the new money with. So, ergo, uh, this reduces the amount of outstanding exchequer, uh, which, in turn, ergo, uh, <laughs> prevents inflation. See how simple it is? <laughs> yes. Yeah, All I needed was for somebody to put up my own language. Well, <laughs> uh, sure. look, fellas, do you mind if I get in on this financial discussion? Oh, uh, hello, uh, Archie was explaining to me about inflation. Yes, and quite a own yes, Hey, Arch, what does that mean? I don't know, but keep quiet. Maybe he'll throw us a hint. Now, you see, Finnegan, if there's too much money in circulation, it lowers the value of the dollar and so raises prices. That's inflation. Now, just a second, Graham. But, Archie, we studied it at college. Where do you think I landed? At reform school? <laughs> well, Archie, when you went to college, did they have economic courses? No, sir. We paid full price for everything. You got your money, boys. Yeah. Personally, I found Archie's explanation quite satisfactory. <laughs> Thank you very much, Griffin. <laughs> All right, fellas. I defer to superior ignorance you would the superior ignorance. Hey, well, that's better. Now, uh, go ahead and sing, Bob. You see the way back down Finnegan? Now, come on over to the table with me, and I'll explain to you how the Englishman found Sterling...
1: Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood tree. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't fence me in. Just turn me loose. Let me straddle my old saddle underneath the western sky. On my Cayuse, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I want to ride to the ridge where the west commences. Gaze at the moon till I lose my senses. Can't look at hovels and I can't stand fencing. Don't fence me in. I want to ride to the ridge. Where the west commences, at the moon till I lose my senses. Can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences. Don't fence me in.
2: Uh, yeah. I think so too. Yes, okay. That's oh, good evening, Mister Carlo. Well, you know, young man, you are refreshing. What? Usually, when I walk into a place, they all act scared of me. Oh well, you see, Mister Carlo, when a man has worked at toughest tavern for ten years, the only thing that can horrify him is the thought of another ten years. <laughs> Come then. To... Where? Oh, good evening. Oh, well, good evening. Hey, hey, you're Boris Koloff. I didn't recognize you. You seem so unmonsterly. <laughs> you know, in the flesh. Uh, by the way, that is flesh, ain't it? I beg your pardon. Well, oh, please forgive me, rhododendropy. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I understand your English. That's where you have the advantage. I don't understand yours. <laughs> Guy is ready too, huh? See, you know, you're, but you're so different from what I expected. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't it such a surprise? But well, that still don't make you no Tyrone power. <laughs> but you know, what ever made a mild like mild guy like you go into them horror pictures? Horror? What do you mean? Horror of not eating. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing it. You know, them pictures you guys have helped me a lot with things my pictures? Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes I run across a dame that plays hard to get. So what do I do? I take her to see one of your pictures. Yeah, well, you know, when a dame gets scared, she likes to have a man's arms around her, you know, so usually after ten minutes of one of your really scary pictures, hard to get, has been got. Glad to have been of service. Oh, the pleasure was all mine. Uh, anyway, Boris, say, are you sure? Hey, what is that? Is that? <laughs> Pretty startling for both of them. <laughs> uh, Boris, call up uh, Meat Clips and Finnegan. Nice. Hey, you're the new one, aren't you? <laughs> you don't seem excited. This, this is the famous Boris Karloff in person.
1: Uh, well, to be truthful, Archie, I'm a fellow Lagoshi man myself.
2: Please, I wish you'd be more flattering to our guests. Mr. Karloff is much more horrible. Uh, <clears throat> this Lugosi is just an upstart, right, Boris? Definitely. I remember him when he didn't have a coffin to cop in. You mean he was broke? Broke? Two years ago, he walked up to me on Hollywood Boulevard and said, Say, mister, can you slip me a nickel just for a cup of plasma? <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Mr. Carlock. So, I don't get such a thrill out of them parts you play. I get a bigger kick out of them vampire birds. Vampire birds? Then again, vampires is bad.
1: No crazier than the guys he play. <laughs>
0: see
2: you, will Oh, wait a minute, Finnegan. I almost forgot the a in me play for you here. Go study it. Yeah, okay. You'll have to forgive Finnegan, Boris. His mother was frightened by everything. Say, <laughs> so what's this about a play? Well, you see, we're having a bond rally here tonight, and I wrote a little horror play for you to act in. Oh, dear. Can't I just make a speech? Look, Lorrh. You ain't seen this thing. It's a horror play, and yet it contains a message. Oh, an allegory. No gorier than the average. Here, <laughs> yeah, look it over. It's just argue the crowd is getting impatient. Oh, uh, tell him I'll be with him in a second, Eddie. A uh, repeat, a little music please, huh? <laughs> boys, have you looked over my play? Yes. Great contribution to the war effort, huh? Contribution to the war effort? Archie? Yeah. Whose side are you on? That's just a second, you overgrown Peter Lowry. Uh, nah. Man, what do you starting to start a fight now? Let us get the thing going. Trumpets, please. Thank you. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. we got to get that guy a new trumpet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, to commence off our war bond rally tonight, Mister Boris Kalov, that famous star of stage, screen, and cemetery, (laughs) joins us in bringing you a new play entitled "Young Monster Malone," (laughs) or I'll be sawing you, (laughs) or a monster is born. On with the show. Music, please. I am a mad scientist. (laughs) My laboratory is hidden away in a lonely castle. This castle is covered all over with moats. Yes, I am mad. The children in my village call me jerky. But i just laugh and pat them on their little heads. And then i take their heads back to the castle.
0: <laughs>
2: One miserable night, I was sitting with my associate, a fellow mad scientist. Suddenly, he spoke. Oh, doctor? Oh, Dr. Frank? Yes, Dr. Stein.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, what is it? Why are you looking so pale and weak to me? Oh, it's that Dracula. Oh. So you were over to his house again? Yes, he had me for dinner last night. <laughs> uh, well, we've got to get to the laboratory and finish that monster we're making, but how can we make him talk, Dr. Frank? Yes, that's our big problem. How can we make him talk? Mm. How about beating him over the head with a rubber hose? <laughs> it's unscientific. And besides, his head, his head is apt to come off, and we'd have that all to do over again. Mm, wait, I know. Where's Jenkins, our mad butler? Jenkins! Jenkins!
0: Jasper,
2: yes, Jenkins, would you mind to go to the stock room and get us some spare parts? Well, you yeah. have. Well, let's see now. We need a uh, medium-sized jocular vein, <laughs>
0: uh,
2: a nice full-throated larynx, and, oh, yes, a uh, polka dot bow tie. Yeah, but, Doctor, you used up the bow ties and the larynx on that cooner we made. Oh, no right. We don't want to make another one like that. Well, we'll do something. Boy, this will be the grimmest, cruelest, ghastliest monster I ever created. You'll never top this place. Quiet, Jenkins. Well, Stein. Well, Frank. You know, this will be our 31st monster. 31. Imagine. Have you heard from any of our boys? Oh, yes. I got a letter from one of them today. uh, Doing very well in Hollywood. An actor? No, a producer. Uh, Well, leave must go to work, doctor. Shall I put my mask on? I thought you had it on. (laughs) Ah, No, what's the use? He can't see (laughs) anyway. The operation table was ready. We was about to begin our evil ventures into the supernatural. (laughs) The room was quiet. I spoke. Are you ready, Doctor? Yes. Have you injected the man with (laughs) Novacord? Yes, I have. Come, let's get the monster finished. Scalpel. 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 Knife. Knife. Blue. Blue. thumbtack, Thumbtacks. (laughs) Now pass me that adenoid. Here. Here you are, Doctor. Now, uh, I'll take care of the inner sanctums. Now the Now the electricity. Yeah. Will it work, Doctor? I hope so. Good luck, Doctor. Good luck, Doctor. Doctor, come. Doctor, look at him. Weird looking, ain't he? Why, he's opening his eyes. He's going to speak. <laughs> Monster? Uh, I am inflation.
0: <laughs>
2: the waste monster of all. If you waste your money and don't buy bonds, uh, I, inflation, will destroy all of you. <laughs>